Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Stephen McCoy, and you are listening to Sessions with Stephen. Today's show title is Go Through What You Go Through. Now, I felt like that was really important to touch on because a lot of us go through it, but do we grow through it? And it's important to use each and every situation, each and every obstacle, to take that and embrace it enough to grow and learn from your situation. Now, uh, we have a long show today. We actually have a special guest, Cornelius Smith, Jr. I'm so excited that he's going to be on the show today. I want to start the show off by answering your Ask Stephen, and then we'll speak to Cornelius. All right, so we have Annalyn from Chicago. Hi, Stephen. I just started a new job, but I'm going to school at the same time. How can I manage both but also let my manager know will be doing part-time soon when I graduate? Oh, well, I mean, that's just so easy. I think you can just walk up to him or her and let your manager know you would like to speak to them and just let them know. It's, It's I think it's better because you're giving your manager a heads up, which is always great, instead of just coming up to them unexpectedly. And congratulations. You're about to graduate. Congratulations. Keep going. All right, so we have Daniel from L.A. My wife's sister recently is staying with us. Her husband passed away a few months ago, and my wife decided she should stay with us. But lately, I've been feeling awkward because I've been feeling her come on to me and flirt around when my wife is not around. What? Also, she walks around with her outfit and wants to do work at my farm. What should I do? Oh, no. Okay. All right. Well, I think you should talk to your wife. Yeah. You got to talk to your wife. If it's one person that you're loyal to, it's your wife. So... When your wife gets home from work, you, when y'all are in the bed underneath the sheet, you speak to her and you let her know that, hey, babe, honey, whatever you call her, you need to let her know that her friend, he, you feel her friend is flirting and you feel like she wants to, you know, dress a certain way. Now, as far as working at your firm, I don't think that would be a good idea. Clearly it's not because if you can't. I mean, although it's business, it's business, and personal is personal, in this case, it's just not good for her to be even near you at all. So um, I'm sorry, you're going to have to just speak to your wife about that. So we have Wendy from Atlanta, Georgia. Hi, Stephen. I recently moved in with my boyfriend to Georgia. We have been dating for five years. The reason we moved here was because she had a scholarship and played football. I put my school on hold due to our moving, but found a medical school here I am attending to. I am always so busy, and my boyfriend complains about me never going to his games or events. How can I show him support but tell him I need his support as well? Uh, well, congratulations to you both. Um, it's always great to see people, uh, especially couples that actually each of them are doing their individual thing. 
Now, I wish you could have told me your age, because I just want to know that for, for my own self, because that also plays off of my answer. And But it sounds like you are pretty young. I think you both could just sit down and just talk to him about how you feel and let him know that you really do love him and you are here for him but you would just like a little bit more support as well. You can even pull out a schedule. That will help out a great deal. Pull out a calendar and write when you both will be available for each other on this day or that day. I think it helps. I think that way your boyfriend, he will see what's on your schedule. You'll see what's on his schedule. It won't feel like you guys are choosing one or the other. There, though, that you both have each other's schedules. So try that way and see what happens. And again, congratulations. All right, guys. So we have Cornelia Smith Jr. here on the show. And what up, though? You may know him on the this this little show by the name of Scandal. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you play market on Scandal, and you also started out in All My Children. Right, right, yeah. Now, now what up, yeah, What's up? I'm really happy to know that you kept your word, that you, you said you were going to come on, and you came on. Well, I think that's where it all starts, man. I think at the end of the day, when you look at all what's going on in the world, all you got is your word. And so Absolutely. my father my father taught me that a long time ago, and happy to be here, man. Yeah, thank you. And for those who don't know, we actually met at the People Magazine Entertainment Weekly Party. It's so crazy because you were, you were absolutely and a very humble person. I didn't know that you were actually from Detroit, which is where my family is from. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah, my family is from Detroit. I mean, how yeah. was that coming from Detroit to move into Hollywood? How was that transition? Um, it was an interesting transition. I mean, so I'm from Detroit. I actually went to school, though, in, um, well, I went to Cass Tech in Detroit. And then after Cass Tech, I went to uh, SMU, Southern Methodist University. Um, and I studied there for four years. And then immediately after uh, undergrad, I went to grad school in New York at NYU grad acting program. And that was a three-year program. And and then a couple months after I graduated, I did uh, Romeo and Juliet, Shakespeare in the Park in New York, and then got on uh, All My Children and was on the show in New York for, I would say, a couple years, a few years, and then the show kind of decided to move out to Los Angeles. And um, I moved the show, and that's pretty much how I got to Los Angeles. I knew that it, at some point I wanted to be in L.A. I didn't know how or when, and All My Children provided the <laughs> the best means to get to Los Angeles. So right, right. Uh, that said, man, it's it's been a long journey. It's a long transition. It's been a very blessed one, one filled with a tons of obstacles and a ton of breakthroughs, honestly. So it's, it's been great, man. I'm really humble. In many ways, this is um, really kind of just the beginning of my career. Uh, people always ask, you know, when you make it, how does that, if you quote-unquote make it, I got to I gotta put that in quotations mm -hmm. because that's, mm -hmm. you know, that depends on perspective and what you mm -hmm. define as making it. But you know it doesn't it doesn't happen overnight. But then again, it does only after ten, twenty plus significant years of dedication, of grind, of follow through. So uh, that's that's kind of how I got to where I am, man. And I love Los Angeles. Uh, I love being here, and I often find that the experience of a city is really about 
the people you have around you, the relationships you have around you, and the people Absolutely. you spend time with. So I, I've been really fortunate and blessed to have a really strong and vast support uh, community and people who I've known since before Scandal or before All My Children, people I went to high school with, middle school with, college with. I have a little bit of everybody out here uh, along even, with Even family. sometimes your family, shout out to your cousin who is at the party right. as well. <laughs> Absolutely. I was going to say, man, family too. I mean, we all kind of support and hold each other down. So I've been... Yeah. I've been really fortunate in that regard, man, and it's, it's been it's been a roller coaster. But you know, the thing about a roller coaster is that you're on a ride and it yeah. goes, and there's yeah. movement, and yeah. so of course there's ups and downs. But you are constantly progressing through the ride, and <laughs> you got to keep that in mind. That is true. So now, since you started out doing all my children, and you know that's a soap opera, which is kind of different from. A drama series, is there a big difference from studying a soap opera script to a drama series script? Yeah, I think it's a big difference. I mean, I mean, well, I think how an actor approaches or how actors studies, I think that's individual depending on the actor. But I do think that the genre of soap operas and primetime television and movies, they're all separate entities, if you will. Um, they're shot differently. The dialogue is different. Just the, the writing is different, and sometimes even maybe the acting style or the actors uh, may be different. So it's a it's a very different thing, man. I was I was fortunate enough to get all my children um, right after I graduated, so it it really served me. That was kind of like my first TV job, first yeah. official TV job, uh, and so it 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 ended up kind of serving me well because I have a strong theatrical background. Yes. and uh, being able to kind of hold on to the lines and memorize them and the in a really quick time, right. the blocking. <laughs> you know, with, with soap operas, they shoot things really fast, mm-hmm. and, you know, you got to kind of come in extra. I mean, you should always go in prepared, but you yeah. don't have the same luxury or amount of time like you do in theater to rehearse. Right. you got to kind of right. come in with all those choices and, Object, objectives and obstacles and all those things known about your scene and your character. So um, it's just been it's just it's just different in that way, man. And I think it yeah. kind of really helped me to just kind of get a good intro into the TV world, uh, working fast pace, making decisions and kind of sticking to them. Uh, and it's been a joy, man. And with primetime television, again, it's just it's just kind of a different beat. Even when you're auditioning for you know, a movie or a TV show or a primetime um, or a soap opera, I mean. I mean, you know, just the whole style of it can be different. Everything. Uh, and I think that's really, yeah, there's nothing across the board that's the same. Um, different genres, some people like more than others. And I think as as an audience member, you kind of can feel and see the difference when you're watching a soap opera and they feel a little mellow, melodramatic. Or yeah. when you're watching a movie, it's it's there's a, maybe a subtlety or yeah. or a small, um, not even small, but it's just super specific. And I think those are the differences that you know we're aware of as actors doing it, but even more so as the audience watching. Yeah, and I have to say, you are a, an amazing actor. I mean, cause I always say soap opera actors and Broadway actors to me are like the most athletic actors because. 
you guys really have to work at it all the time. Yeah. Did your Thank did you, your family ever grow up at, like did you grow up in in the household watching soap operas like your family and how did they yeah. react when they knew that you were going to be on a, a show that could be playing in the background while while you're doing your homework or something? Yeah, man, I um I watched every now and then. My mom was definitely a huge fan. Um she's probably my she is still my biggest fan and my biggest angel. I lost my mom in 2014, so I know she's always with me and watching down on me. But it was her who was the hugest fan of all my children. When you know, when I told her about it, I was like, "Hey, ma, I got this show. All my children." She lost it, and I was like, "I'm gonna be playing the son of Angie and Jesse." She went bunkers. Wow. She lost wow. it. She was like, "Oh my God, you are really you're making history. This is a." This is an iconic moment. I was like, who in the world is Angie and Jesse? Uh, because I didn't watch it you know, right, I watched right. it currently, but I didn't watch it back then. I wasn't up on it like that. So right. after doing my research and after meeting Debbie and Darnell, I was I was really honored and excited to, to be a part of it and to be working with them and, and kind of be under their mentorship. But, yeah, my mom was a huge fan. She kind of put me up on the show. And, you know, it was my first gig out of grad school. So... A lot of people were just excited and and happy for me and 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 just looking forward to you know the next thing. How did you get the role on Scandal? So Scandal happened. Um, the role came out. Um, well, I don't know if you want the short version or the long version. I'm well, not whichever you whichever you got time for. <laughs> All right. So, I'll give you. I'll try to cut it in between. And, and, um, yeah, in between, right? Okay. So I um, had initially uh, been auditioning just throughout the year for a number of different projects. And I had initially, I had first met Linda Lowy as the casting director for Scandal and all of Shonda Rhimes' shows. So I initially went in for her um, for a role on Grey's Anatomy. This oh, was okay, months yeah. before Scandal. Yeah, I went in to play a soldier who came back from the war and wanted a sex change. So, you know, that's a very complicated character, you know, in terms of showing him in this masculine side, then a little bit more feminine, and then him in his most feminine side. Mm -hmm. Um, So went in, killed it, knew I killed it, but did not get a call back, didn't hear anything back from anybody. I just, Mm -hmm. you know, as actors do, you go in and either you you hear something or you don't, and if you don't, you keep it moving. So that's what I did. But uh, Linda kept calling me in. Um, The next thing I went in for, I think, was uh, actually How to Get Away with Murder. Did a great job, but didn't hear anything back. So I'm still kind of just, you know, doing my thing. And then, lo and behold, um, all my not all my children, but Scandal came up. The role was initially a guest star possible recurring, right? Mm-hmm. I went in. I actually didn't go in for it. I actually was. I had plans to go to North Carolina that year for Christmas, and I couldn't make the audition, so I made a self tape and uh, sent the tape in. Um, actually flew to North Carolina first, made a self-tape in North Carolina, sent it in to the people in L.A. I didn't really like the tape, but I sent it in anyway because I was kind of under a time crunch and yeah. <laughs> didn't have time to really be sticky, you know, picky. Right. Sent it in, man, didn't hear anything back, enjoyed the holidays, spent the holidays in Detroit and in North Carolina, and then pretty much geared up for the next year you know, in meditation, kind of visualizing what I wanted to achieve, 
And being a series regular was one of the main things that I had kind of visualized in my meditation for that year. Mm -hmm. So I get back to Los Angeles, and lo and behold, I find out that they had not cast that role of Marcus Walker, and they wanted to see me again. Wow. Now, I was like, oh, okay, but did they see my tape? Did they watch the tape? I made a tape. Tell them I said watch the tape. (laughs) But I didn't say that. I was (laughs) like, you know what? you know what, I'm I'm cool with that. They want to see me, I'm going to go back in, and I'm happy to go back in and do it in person. Went back in, had a small work session, and found out later that night that I had booked the role. Wow. And pretty much started, my friend who's a good friend of mine, Trey Breyer, uh, on Empire, he actually, he actually had invited me and a couple friends, because I think Empire was premiering that night, or something was going on with Empire tonight that he had invited me to in Los Angeles. Wow. Went there to that party, celebrated with him and friends, got the call that I booked the show, and it served kind of as a what dual a celebration. celebration. What a celebration is that? It was yeah, almost man, like was, welcome to Hollywood type of party, basically. It was kind of, it was kind of magical because I actually started right. filming the next day, and I wow. didn't even know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even know that my scenes were with Kerry Washington because they had changed the audition scenes to the character name to Nicole. So in the audition piece, I was all like, hey, Nicole this, Nicole that. I was just thinking I was talking to somebody named Nicole on scandal. Right, right, right. Uh, come to shoot, find out it was Olivia. So I was really excited wow. about that. We did uh, the episode. It took us about 10 days to shoot that one episode. And after I filmed the first episode, um, I would say a couple weeks later, Shonda Rhimes contacted my people and said that she wanted to make me a series regular, that I would do wow, one more episode. Yeah, man, one episode in season – well, I would do two episodes as a guest star for season four and start as a series regular for season five. And that's the way it went down, man. It was a, it was a call of a lifetime. I think the call that every actor kind of dreams of getting – Right. Uh, period, but especially from Shonda Rhimes, who is a current living legend. How how was that? It was amazing, man. I mean, Carrie made me feel so welcomed on my first day. I mean, I was, you know, I'm not, I'm definitely getting started, but it was my first day. I'm a guest star, and Carrie made me feel like a megastar on the show. She was so gracious, so kind, so open, so supportive and just a great person to be around, but also a great acting partner. And it was all love since then, man. And, you know, working with Shonda and, and Carrie and the whole team, it's really, it really uh, outlines, you know, what it means to be a part of a family um, in that way. I think everybody or every company or production company or business or team, we all kind of have a model of it's a family. And right. I think sometimes, you know, experience is the best teacher. People can claim that, but it doesn't often feel like a family. Or it's not right. a supportive family if it does. You know, right. it's like, okay, this family, this family got issues. Uh, but it was the first time that I had really, really kind of like, oh, wow, this, this really is a family and you guys really are close. And I felt just really blessed to even be considered and to be a part of the family, to Mm -hmm. add on to the family, Mm -hmm. to have something to contribute and just to be like, you know, a part of it. Like I've joined, they welcome me to their family with open arms. I'll never forget, man, my first, 
the first uh, season that I started as a series regular, I wasn't in the first three or four episodes, but they told me that I could come around and hang out and just, you know, meet everybody and, and, and see how it all kind of works and stuff like that. Because when I did my first episode, all my scenes were on location. So I hadn't been to the studio. I hadn't met the whole cast. It was just literally on location with Carrie and with uh, Courtney B. Vance because those were pretty much the characters that I had scenes with. Right. And, um, yeah, I went there, man. When we started, I went to every table read. I hung out, sat behind, um, set, just kind of got the fill on things for the first four episodes. But the first table read, Shonda Rhimes gave me a welcome. She gave, she said, basically, welcome our uh, new series regular, all the series regulars, basically, and Cornelia Smith, Jr., and I got a mini standing ovation from the cast. Wow. And that was so, so kind of Very surreal woman, and touching. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm sitting here like, wow, here I am on this incredible show with these incredible people, and they're they're giving me a standing ovation for right. for joining the cast. It was right. such a humbling, um, fulfilling, and inspirational moment for me, man. Uh, if they clapped like 10 seconds longer, I would have I would have <laughs> straight broke down. <laughs> wow. Man would have had tears. Years like, okay, give me a minute. Somebody grab me right, a tissue. Right, right. I mean, and that's that's really amazing. I mean, just coming from all the way from that little boy in Detroit, you know, um, that's amazing. Yeah. So uh, the topic of today's show is grow through what you go through. So um, obviously you have gone through a lot of things, but how did you grow through them? Yeah, I think um how did I how did I grow through what I went through? Mm-hmm. Um man, it's it's a process. I think it's a, it's a, it's a form of discovery of how to kind of push through. Um I often find, you know, when we're going through hard times or something difficult, the mindset is just to push through, push through, push through. You got to push through. I mean, that's something that our culture responds to, man. Yo, keep your head up and push through. Keep pushing. So yeah. I find that interesting, you know, and it doesn't always serve right. me, I'll say. <laughs> it doesn't always serve me just to push through because you kind of have to take time to really sit with some things, give them some thought, and let these things actually go through you as opposed to you pushing through them. That is I think that's kind of a true. different a Absolutely. different dynamic of, of dealing with something. So Absolutely. when things come up, man, you, you, you just, you ground yourself in faith, you ground yourself in love, you ground yourself with a vision, and then you, you, you embrace the challenge only to overcome it. You know, always ask, uh, not always ask, but I'm always interested in what people perceive an obstacle is. Most people know an obstacle is something that gets in your way, something that's, you know, it's an obstacle. It's in your way. Right. It may hold you up. But always challenge that mindset to, you know, an obstacle is something that you are absolutely meant to overcome. Mm-hmm. It's not something meant to delay you. It's not something meant to stop you. It's something meant for you to figure out how to overcome it. It's your destiny to overcome the obstacles that are put into your life. That's why they're in your life. That's what you have to learn from. And so... You know, a long time ago, I really took some time to kind of dive into my spirituality and and do some healing and some cleansing so that I could understand just that of how to continue to 
not only manifest, but attract the right people and the right circumstances. So then one, I have less obstacles. And two, I have the circumstances and people in my life to help me get through those obstacles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a great thing, but I, I really think it all kind of starts with the individual. It, it starts with where your heart is, what your intentions are, what you're focused on. And when I have something difficult, I just check back in to where what my focus is. Right. You know, because right. if you focus on the negative, then the universe is listening and it's going to feed the negative. I truly believe that. And that's something we were talking about. I've got to ask you, what is something that – your fans don't know about you? Um, I don't know. I guess it depends on who you ask. Um, you know, I'm not out here in these streets on billboards or anything like that. Uh, I think, I mean, maybe people don't know that I sing. I grew up in the church. I grew up singing in church. I love yoga. I'm kind of a big yogi. Um, maybe people don't know. Some people know, but not everybody knows. I probably have a small case of OCD. I'm very okay. particular. Okay. Cleanliness is, is next to godliness, and so I like stuff to be in order, in order clean, right. a particular way. Um, so I love I love structure, okay. uh, cleanliness and structure. Um, and even though I'm from Detroit, I was actually born in San Diego. That may be something that okay. people don't know. Oh no, I did not know that. Okay. Yeah, both my parents are from Detroit, but my dad was in the military and stationed at Camp Pendleton, and I was actually born um, at Camp Pendleton in San Diego, Oceanside, and then my folks kind of bounced around a little bit, spent some time in North Carolina, and uh, we were basically back in Michigan, I think, by the age of four or five for me. Oh, okay. I always have asked Steven. I want to know if you can help me with just one. All right, so, all right, my name is Leticia from Ohio. I love listening to your podcast and can really use some advice. How do you handle someone you're friends with but have a crush on them, but that person tells you they are falling in love with you? All right, I'm not sure if I get that. I'm assuming uh, the person is in love with her and she – she didn't elaborate if she's in love with them or not. But uh, what uh, do you what do you think? Have you ever been in that situation where uh, someone you know had feelings towards you, and how did you turn them down or anything like that? Um, yeah, maybe I've had my share of. I think everybody is kind of a part of life uh, will have their share of of love and heartaches and heartbreaks. Um, and so I think, I think the best way to deal with that is to really kind of hit it head on and just deal with honesty, man. That's kind of been my best, my best policy. It's, it's people don't like to hurt feelings, um, at the, at the expense of their own feelings and their own circumstances. So I, I'm, I really think you got to kind of Put yourself first, and I think if you come from a loving place, a polite and respectful place, then you can really communicate anything and minimize the the damage or what you perceive is going to be damage to that person or their feelings. I mean, nobody's saying you got to be, you know, nasty about it. I think that's where we kind of, that's where the line is not necessarily what you say, it's how you say it. 
So I would just have a, I would just have a real conversation, let them know what it is, you know, Hey, I appreciate your friendship, but you know, if you don't feel the same way, then that's the, that's the truth. I don't feel the same way. Right. I'm not right. on the same page. Like I would love to have you in my life as a friend. And I don't think that, you know, there's room for us to grow. It really depends on how you feel, but you have to speak your truth. Right. You can't Absolutely. let your truth go unspoken, I think, right. in any situation. Thank you so much again for coming on to the show. I really appreciate it, and I wish you the best on everything. I know you're going to have a, a bright future. Congratulations. For sure, man. Hey, subscribe now.